every school does it different. Some schools work out with 50 to 60 guys in the fall. We have a much smaller number. Um, and we will have to make a couple tweaks to our roster uh, before opening day. And so we will have those post-fall meetings here in the next week or so just to kind of summarize for each, each guy how we thought they did, what their role is, et cetera. And then, you know, once you have those meetings, sometimes you get some movement, but I wouldn't anticipate a whole lot, if any, if any. Mark, any uh, tendencies from press conferences jump off the tape at you? Well, outside of what I let off with, I mean, Colin, I can go to I could go to town on some of your tendencies. And obviously, we know John lays in the weeds and then likes to kind of hit you, you know, about the second quarter, maybe the beginning of the second half of the press conference. Um, Mike, I always ask you a very in-depth, well thought out question. Um, and so I could probably go on and on, um, but I'll leave it at that and, and I'll save the rest, the rest of my evaluations of you guys for another day. Yeah, and, and I guess you mentioned Roman going through some things. Is there a timetable of when you kind of like to have an answer on, on what his prognosis is? Uh, it'll be fairly soon. It'll be fairly soon. Again, it's a little bit of a privacy issue with him right now in terms of just working through some things and meeting with doctors and all those things. Um, but when when he's comfortable, when when our doctors and, and athletic trainers are comfortable uh, making the next step and then announcing that, you know, you'll, you'll know. Well, Mark, I'm, I'm glad you think my questions are, are well thought out. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this one is too. But <clears throat> I remember you uh, the last time we did this talking about the importance of building cohesion uh, among this team and and trying to get guys together. I remember you talking about going to Fort Jackson with all these guys too. Now that you've been able to scrimmage, get out on the field, go against each other, how has that process been going? And have any guys stood out in terms of just personality they're bringing, leadership they're bringing, thing, things along those lines? Yeah, it's gone very well. Um, and we have, we've made a concerted effort and, and have tried to be intentional with trying to build that camaraderie among this team. Uh, and and I, I think the guys have really put forth a lot of effort to try to do that. As you mentioned, we, we have done multiple Fort Jackson visits and we have one more planned for the fall. We took the guys off on, a, on an off day and just let them have some, fair, some fun over at the fair. Um, you know, just a bond and, and it doesn't always have to be serious. It doesn't always have to be. Um, and, you know, all those things, sometimes you can just let the guys have some fun together. And I think that's a, a big part of the balancing act of serious, but also enjoying the process and the climate. Um, we've had multiple early morning workouts just so they can all sacrifice together. Um, and so it's been very, very good. Uh, we've had some returning players really step up the halls, the Sanders, the Mahoney's of the world. Um, Wimmer has, his, is more of a lead by example guy, but, but he's come to practice uh, and worked at a higher level and, and with more enthusiasm than he ever has. Um, and then some of, the some of the new guys have done a nice job too. I think Will McGillis is a guy that the guys really look to as just a, a very good veteran presence, a guy that they look to, to to see how is he handling things. And so it's been a really good mix. I think we're, we're very fortunate right now how the talent has come together here. And, and how the uh, personalities and, and the uh, the chemistry has come together. So very pleased with that. Going into last season, I, I probably the chief point offensively was to cut down strikeouts. Um, come uh, through the fall, uh, what did Monty really want to focus on, and, and how did how do you feel like the guys progressed offensively there? Where where do you see the biggest strides offensively? Yeah, I think a, a constant emphasis with with what, how we've always tried to do it, and and Monty has really built on it and done a really nice job, is is swing decisions and, and plate discipline. Because at the end of the day, whether you're a speed guy or, or whether you're a power guy, 
you have to be swinging at the right pitches. And that's been a constant emphasis for our guys. And Monty has, has helped, you know, and worked on guys and shown them how to work on their bat speed. He's worked on uh, a lot of different drills. And, and he's a big believer in using machines, like, you know, kind of like when we uh, first started here. And, and he, he's even taken it to a higher level from a creativity standpoint and is a big believer in challenging the hitters. And I think that's been huge. And I think our plate discipline and just, just the, the general swing patterns of a lot of guys is continuing to evolve and improve. And he's done a really nice job with it. And, and again, uh, the best teams in college baseball are the ones that just grind you every at bat, every pitch. Texas A&M is probably the poster child for that from last year. They were just, every guy that came to the plate was tough to get out. And that's what we want. We want guys, whether you're a speed guy or a power guy, or somewhere in between, we just want guys to give us tough at bats, swing at the right pitches, be able to lay off balls. You know, it's very simplistic stuff, but but difficult to really do at the at the highest levels of college baseball because the average fastball is 94, and then there's nasty sliders and changeups and curveballs and and everything that a pitcher can do to try to get you out and, and force you to make bad decisions. Um, but that's a, been a heavy emphasis is that we're just going to really grind hitter grind pitchers out. And every guy that walks to the plate, every pitch is, is a decision you need to make. And, and the more good decisions we make, uh, the better off we'll be. Mark, you kind of talked even before the fall started about Jack Mahoney being a potential star coming off Tommy John. Just what have you seen from him and kind of what does his role maybe look like on this pitching staff moving forward? I, obviously, he's very clearly in the running for as a weekend starter. Uh, his last outing was his best, I thought, throughout the fall. He progressively got better and better and better, you know, having come off the Tommy John uh, two years ago now almost. And his last outing in, the, in game three of the World Series, he, he really set the tone. And that was a fun game to watch because it was him versus Noah Hall and two guys, obviously, that are uh, right there in the middle of the running for weekend rotation guys. And uh, they were both really good. Uh, Jack's fastball was up to 97 this fall and generally sat in that 95 to 97 range. Uh, the slider has gotten better. All his pitches are much better than what they were when he pitched as a freshman, and he had an ERA in the ones as a freshman. So he's a huge guy for us. He's a very key guy. He's one of the leaders on the team, um, and he's got a chance to have a, a tremendous year. If he just keeps building on what he's done throughout the fall, he's got a chance to be as good as anybody out there. Dave? Mark, uh, everybody always wants to know about the, the opening series in those three non-conference series outside of Clemson. Are you at liberty to say who you got uh, this year? Not yet, David, and I should have known by studying the tape that that would be your next go-to question, so I apologize for not covering that up as well. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that fairly soon, fairly soon. Again, there's still a couple, a couple uh, games on the schedule where we're just trying to iron out the final details, whether it's game times, whether it's – uh, you know, just the just the minutia of of game contracts and all those things. So uh, I, I think you'll you'll be seeing that fairly soon. Michael, uh, you mentioned Wimmer earlier, kind of leading by example, and watching him these last couple of seasons. I mean, it's obvious the the, the tools that he has, the the speed, some of the power he's flashed. Also, seems like maybe there's another gear in there too. You know, what, what have you seen from him this fall? What have you seen from him you know, throughout his career here? And what kind of year do you expect from him? Is, is there more uh, out of Wimmer that we might be able to see? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I look at him, number one, as, as, a, as a developing player still. Um, he's been here a while, but he's still a developing player. I think his improvement curve is still going up. 
um, because of his athleticism, because of uh, the nature of his body type. Sometimes those guys take a little bit longer to put it all together. Um, but I look at a guy a couple of years ago, he had 27 extra base hits. I think he can do that. Uh, I think he's a guy that can steal 20 bases. And, uh, and again, he's, he's working at a level of enthusiasm. He just, I don't think he's ever enjoyed a team or the game as much as he's doing right now. And I think that is going to show in his play. And on top of that, we've given him a chance to, to get a lot of run at shortstop all fall. And he's played a better shortstop than I ever dreamed he could play. Um, his arm is healthy. He, he's in great shape. His range is incredible. And uh, he didn't make an error all fall there. So uh, he's, he's square in the middle of that competition uh, at shortstop. And I think his best days are ahead of us, both for us right now and in his future once he eventually moves into pro ball. Um, as you know, he was drafted last last June or excuse me, last J July now. And uh, and he decided to come back. And I think that says a lot about our program, about him being in our program and what he thinks of it. And I, don't think, I think it says a lot about him still believing that he can still improve a lot before he gets to pro ball. So uh, very, very pleased with where Braylon is right now. Colin. Yeah, Mark. Eli, obviously, Eli Jerzenbeck had a, what looked like a really good fall. Um, yeah. Where is he in his development, and how big of a piece is he going to be for you guys? This, this He's a big piece. He's a big piece. If there's a better freshman pitcher out there in the country, I, I don't know who it is. Uh, again, when you look at just the raw stuff, it's incredible. Um, it's a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. It's multiple breaking balls that have Major League Baseball spin characteristics. Uh, he's, he's a guy that loves to be out there. He's a little quirky and, and, uh, and just loves to, to, to have fun and, and compete. And I think his compete level is very high. I think his enjoyment of the game is very high. And so, you know, what role he's in is still to be determined, but he's going to get a lot of big, important innings for us this year. There's no question. He's a, he's a huge piece of the puzzle. Uh, Hardy from the Daily Gamecock. Hey coach. So on. Months hey, ago, you said, you said uh, team building was one of your main goals going into fall practice. Have you seen chemistry grow between players, and how have you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you can tell by just how the guys hang out together off the field, how they get along. Um, you can tell how they try to help each other throughout practice. Um, sometimes you can sense a little tension among guys, and sometimes you can tell they're all trying to help each other. And I, I very much get the sense that this is a group, whether it's the pitchers or the position players, they're trying to help each other at all times. They're trying to push each other. They're holding each other accountable. They're doing all the things that a, that a very good baseball team needs to do. And so that's, that's been a very good aspect of what we've seen this fall. Go to John. Catcher position has obviously been a big deal uh, this fall. How would you assess the, the growth of those guys back there how comfortable are you with where they are coming out yeah we always want to get better clearly you always want to get better but i think we're in very good hands regardless of who we pick we put out there we'll be in good hands um, obviously french came in as a transfer this year and has some some really good potential to do good things um and you, if you if you were here for game three of the of the world series for us you saw what he's what his potential is he hit a homer, he hit a, a, a single for an RBI at 106 miles an hour. He caught well. And, and so that's why he was brought in here because on his best days, he's got a chance to be really good. That being said, I think him coming in has really motivated Lee Croy and Messina to work 
harder than they've ever worked, and their games have all taken big steps, both defensively and offensively. So uh, Xander Bucan is our fourth guy. He's brought in, and as a, as a freshman, he'll provide really solid depth for us. Um, but I think you're looking at those guys are all more than capable of catching at a very high level in the SEC. David? All right, Mark, I got you this time. All right, uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I'll be the judge of that. Eister and Seitler were guys that seemingly were around here for a decade, and, you know, they've moved on now. So who, who do you like at that first base spot? And maybe not so much the right field spot, but in the spot where Eister. Yeah, I would say right now we brought in two guys, two, two transfer portal guys who are, um, you know, kind of in the running at first base right now. A lot of guys can play first base. You could always slide McGillis there. Uh, Cole Messina could play first base. We've got a lot of guys that can play it. Um, but I'd say right now, uh, again, we have three months till the season starts. So nobody's nobody's position is locked in right now. They still have a lot to prove. But Gavin Cassis was our best hitter by a good margin this fall. The Vanderbilt transfer, um, I think he's going to put it all together. He was dominant this fall from a power perspective, from a plate discipline perspective. He was everything you hoped a, a first baseman, a big left-handed hitter can be. And then right behind him, you have Compton, the Memphis transfer, who was a double-digit home run guy last year, had, had close to 60 RBIs. Uh, he can play first. He can play in the outfield. He can DH. And so I'd say those are the two guys you're looking at right now, um, and we've been, we've been very happy with them so far. But Cassis, in my opinion, is going to have as good an impact on an offense as any player in this league. John? Yeah, uh, signing day was yesterday. I know last recruiting class, y'all put a big emphasis on just becoming a little bit more athletic, adding some speed and athleticism. Was there any big point of emphasis for you guys that y'all wanted to address with this class? I mean, I think every class you sign, you want to check some boxes. You want to, it's got to start with pitching always, of course. And then you want to make sure you're left-handed enough. You want to make sure you have speed and power. Um, I wouldn't say there was anything out of the ordinary in this class. You're just always trying to accumulate good players that can help you get to Omaha. And then, you know, and as you look at your depth charts, you have a, a 23 depth chart, a 24 depth chart, a 25 depth chart um, that you're trying to make sure you fill in the right holes and the right gaps. And so I think, I think the kids we signed this year will have a chance to help us and, 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 and fill some of those holes. But then you always understand now that in 2022 and 23, that that we also will will keep an eye on the transfer portal um, just to make sure that we're never too young and and that we're having players play um, you know that are prepared and ready to play at this level. Sometimes freshmen can do that right away. Sometimes they need a little more time. So we, in twenty twenty three now that's that's a big part of of how you're recruiting. So you may see some teams have a little bit smaller classes with an eye on saving some money uh, to do those types of things. But this is a class that it was pretty much a balance between pitching and hitting. And I think we have some guys with some very high-end potential that will be coming in in this class. Colin? More probably not a tendency breaker question, but how would you kind of evaluate center field going forward? And what did you see from Stone and, and Brewer this fall? You're right. I don't think that's a tendency breaker. I think you always make sure that in your holster you have one bullet that will be a direct question for a very specific position. So, Colin, way to stay on brand, way to be consistent. Um, Center field, I think you're, you're looking at three main guys. You're looking at Stone, you're looking at Brewer, and you're looking at uh, Will Tippett, a freshman from Georgia that had a really nice fall. Uh, Stone has made a big jump offensively this fall. Bonnie's done a really nice job with him, and 
he went out and paid his dues in the North Woods League this past summer. And generally, that's a league that really helps guys because you play almost every day. It's very similar to pro baseball. And I, I, my history in, in coaching is guys that have gone to the North Woods League and because it's not an easy league to play in. Some guys want to play less games or, or not really endure that grind. Um, him and Messina went there and also Hornung um, went there last summer and they all came back much better players and hitters. And so Stone has a, a legitimate chance to be out there because his offense has come so far. We all know what his defense is. His defense um, is capable of playing in the major leagues someday uh, if the bat gets close to that. Dylan Brewer can play center or right um, and obviously could play left as well. But Dylan is look, being looked at in center and right field and had a good fall, um, hit over 300, uh, stole some bases and, and is a good defender, especially in right field. Um, not quite the defender in center field that Stone is, but more than capable. And, uh, and then Will Tippett's a switch hitter that's a 6'5 runner um, that's going to be kind of a super utility guy for us. He could play third, he could play short, he could play second, he could play any of the three outfield spots. And he's a speed guy that can really spark your lineup from both sides of the plate. So uh, those are the three guys you're, you're most likely to see in center field. Michael? Uh, you mentioned Stone and, and Messina. I'm just, just curious about just the growth you've seen overall from, from that freshman class last year, guys like Braswell, too, who, you know, had some ups and downs last year. Um, you know, what have you seen from those guys? What are the expectations for those guys going into year two? Yeah, I think you know, I'm a big believer. I've always studied coaching and, and development and all those things. And Dean Smith, I remember reading Dean Smith say way back when, um, that the biggest jump you'll see in athletes in college is from the freshman to sophomore year. And I think we've seen that with a lot of them. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to forget anybody because without fail after a press conference, somebody comes up and says, coach, what you forgot about me or why didn't you mention me? Or, and so I don't want to, I don't want to have anybody get into their feelings right now, but uh, the sophomores have all made good improvements. And again, a big part of that is what do you do during the summer? Um, do you, do you, put the work in, do you get stronger? Are you, are you more experienced because you got to play some as a freshman and then carry those uh, summer bats and innings forward. But yeah, those, the guys we've already talked about have all made really good strides. Lee Croy, Horning, Messina, um, you know, Braswell is, is still, you know, is still grinding it out and, and he still has some things to work on, but we know on his best days, he's a good player as well. Um, and so uh, very, again, very happy with the development of them. Um, so there'll be a lot of competition at just about all the spots, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, transfer, junior, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that everybody on, in this locker room knows that there's a lot of competition um, because the, the, the levels of talent right now are, are in a good spot at a lot of different, a lot of different positions. Good. Uh, Alan Cole. Hey, Mark, I don't think I have tendencies here yet, but um, the other two transfer pitchers you brought in, um, non-Kimble, uh, Williams and, um, and Proctor, how do you kind of evaluate their progress and where do you see them fitting in at this stage? I know we're still three months out. But... Yeah, uh, Proctor is a, is a back of the bullpen type guy. He's a, he's a guy that has had tremendous success in the past, both in college and in summer ball of, of, of statistically having very high strikeout to walk numbers, which is important um, of, of being able to get out of jams. He's a very mature sure kid a very calm kid and, and he's a competitor big time competitor so uh he's somebody we're very happy that is now a gamecock and then ricky williams is 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 making good progress he's a guy that could be considered potentially as a, maybe a tuesday guy could be a key bullpen guy um, but we've seen him you know look very polished at times this fall 
um, but the competition for innings is going to be very high. Um, maybe as high as any time I've been here. And we've had some really good staffs um, in my time here, um, but this might be the most competitive in terms of quality guys fighting for innings. And so I think that works well for everybody. It keeps them working hard, keeps them competitive. It keeps them uh, doing everything necessary to be great. And then by the time they figure that out and we figure out who to pitch, you know, you feel like you're going to have a chance to win that day. Mark, uh, you know, obviously very far before the season, but when it comes to the players' walk-up music, what they come up to when they're going to bat, when they're going to pitch. Do you have any input on that? Do you have any rules say we can't do this? I mean, how do you even you know deal with that when the guys turn the list into you, if, if you even look at the list? All right, Dave. Well, again, that's, you know, in terms of my, my film study, this will, this will, this is good. This is like running a new play out of a new set with motion. So you you throw me off a little bit. I'm not sure whether to play man or zone on that, on that question. So I will say no, I have next to zero input. The only input I have is obviously it has to be fan friendly. It has to be family friendly. Um, there can be no vulgarities, you know, none of it, nothing like that. Um, but I don't, I don't force any music on them. If you're a country guy, be a country guy. If you're a hip hop guy, be a hip hop guy, you know, just whatever helps you to feel confident and comfortable walking to the plate or to the mound. I'm all for as long as it's within the parameters of being fan and family friendly.